I am Jeff. You are an observer. Perhaps a dreamer. Time will tell, as you must first stay until after all these things which must now happen to have your dreaming put to test. Pass or fail, I trust that you shall listen carefully and record appropriately. Hello? What time is it? Who is it? Um, I don't know. I... Situation. Green. Blood. Geyser. Sorry, honey. I have to take this. Tiberius, you're sipping your drink at the bar, and the lights right now are turned up far too bright. The whole party vibe of the place, it's dead, it's gone. It's like it was never there. You see guests of all stripes, they're starting to file out toward the main entrance of the Leica conference halls and suites. Many, however, still crowd around a group of grim-faced security who encircle the fallen form of Gary Korvac across the way. Take a long sip from your drink as you scan over that part of the crowd. Under the harsh glare of the overhead lamps, the place seems dirty and spent. The massive ice sculptures have lost their otherworldly sharp edges and sheen, looking half-melted and deformed. Bewildered guests filter in from the pool outside, clutching towels around their wet bodies, staring goggle-eyed. Cooking and bar staff seem to have gotten the message, and you can see that they've begun putting away glassware, turning off burners. Take another sip, swallow, and then you hear what sounds like a thunderclap. It almost jolts you completely out of your seat. You feel a blast of hot air from somewhere in the room. It takes you a moment to realize that the ear splitting sound, it, it came from behind you. A quickly rising chorus of gasps and screams confirms this. You look over your shoulder and you see a group of party guests who have begun screaming and then running rolling over each other and into other guests who stare on with confusion as panic rises. Then you hear a gunshot and another. The entire floor now erupts and screams in panic. You hear a periodic electric crackling and you watch as beyond the crowd, there's a massive spray of red liquid that explodes upwards, pelts the underside of the swirling staircases and part of the melting ice sculptures, then rains down upon the heads of the undulating crowd now crawling over one another to get away from 
something you can't yet see. Are you talking about Blood Geyser? I, I think that's a good, a good way to sort of summarize what you just saw, yeah. Bye guys, bye everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the lights above you suddenly snap out with a crack. You hear more gunshots, you see muzzle flashes and what looks like huge splashes of liquid spray upward and out from the bulk of the crowd. People are running every which way, creating a stampede towards the elevators and the kitchen doors, many trampling over the fallen in a panic. Tiberius, what do you do? Okay, so I'm at the bar on the west side of this ballroom. What floor is this ballroom again? It is the top floor of the convention center. Okay, so jumping off a building is probably not gonna work. Um, you would die, yeah, okay. yeah. All right, would would I get a roll? Or would it? <laughs> uh, it's it would be a lethality probably that high up. But Mar Marconi, worth it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else could happen? You would get out. Maybe it's better. Okay, so what I'm going to do when the blood spraying and all that starts happening, does the staff leave the bar area? Do they just kind of hunker down? What are they doing? I would say it is utter chaos around you. You're seeing some staff jump up, run away as fast as they can in the opposite direction, sometimes back towards the pool, sometimes towards the side doors into the kitchens, sometimes straight towards the front where most of the stampede seems to be occurring. You see people being trod over. They're, they're, they're being hurt badly by this, this panicked stampede of people. Right now, I would describe the general character characteristic of the people around you as completely panicked and chaotic. Okay, great. I'm going to go behind the bar. I'm okay. gonna hunker down behind it, stay away from the stampeding people. I don't wanna become uh, <laughs> underfoot. And I'm going to look behind the bar to see what's the most alcoholic, 151, something very potent. And if there's any a lighter or anything like that, I'm gonna grab. And if there's anything that I can use as a makeshift weapon, a bat, a, a rod, uh, if there's a gun, anything like that, I'm going to look for that as well. Very nice. So you're you're really keeping your your wits about you, or are you? Go ahead and roll your power. Oh shit! Oh, damn. <laughs> Shots fired. Possibly. Okay. Uh, success. Wow. Woo! Well done. Pretty good. Five. Yeah, that's not a not a bad roll at all. I would say it's a powerful roll, Chris. It's it's a very powerful roll. You do exactly as you described and, and narrated, and before long, you're hunkered down behind this bar, hoping that the temporary nature of it will provide some cover in case any bullets fly in your direction. Behind the bar with you is a young woman in one of the uniforms of, of bar staff. She's covering her head, is shaking. You can't hear her whimpering, but you imagine that is the sound she's making because right now Fabian is just yelling in your ear. You aren't really paying attention to it. You continue to hear screams. Now you're looking for Again, high-proof liquor, weaponry, anything like that. There is plenty of terrible well liquor back here that is going to be in the high-proof realm. One of the items that you will light upon is, is good old Bacardi 151. Nice. All right, uh, I'm going to grab that, grab some rags. If there's anything uh, like a lighter or anything like that, I'm also going to take that. Go ahead and roll your, your luck on that one. Or like matches, anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, let's see what we got. There we go. <laughs> 46, success out of 50. So it looks like they've been giving out commemorative Severn Hyper disposable butane lighters. And so there's just plastic, hard plastic shells full of these ready to be, you know, periodically refreshing what's available for free on the on the bar top. And so it only takes you a moment to rip that open and grab a working lighter. Okay, so from now on, I want to take some of these rags, put them in the bottles, 
get them nice and Molotov-y. And uh, I'm going to shake with one hand the, the girl uh, and look at her and go, do you have a radio or something to call security, ma'am? She slowly looks up, shaking, her eyes watering. She's obviously experiencing great fear. They're, they're killing everybody, she says. Ma'am, I want to get you out of here. I want to get all these people out of here. If you have a radio or a walkie or something, tell them to open the doors, let everyone out. Make sure all the exits are clear. We need to get these people out of here, including you. Roll Persuade, plus 20%. Was that it, the including you? Yeah, that's what did it. <laughs> and I failed at a 99 <laughs> critical failure. <laughs> uh, she punches she you in the face. begins crying, <laughs> and you can't really understand what she's saying as her blubbering is uh, causing her words to be completely nonsensical. And she <laughs> goes ahead and she stands up and just starts screaming and screaming and screaming. You can see that she's looking over the bar that you're ducked down behind, and she falls backwards, crashes against the back panel of this bar. Alcohol and bottles all fall to the floor. The floor is carpeted, so nothing really breaks. She then kind of curls up into a fetal position amongst these fallen bottles, which continue to fall down upon her prostrate form as she shakes. Okay, I'm gonna kind of try to drag her into the corner of the bar here behind the bar and yep. i'm assuming she's kind of kind of a bit comatose or whatever just try to get the glass off her it's so like it's like herself. moving a sack of potatoes yeah she's not fighting you at all she's shaking and screaming something that she saw really uh gave her gave her a scare okay uh i'll stay there and continue my work and then radio okay uh what the fuck is going on out there perfect we're going to transition back up to suite number seven on the balcony level we last left Ryan Prentice in Paris with a choice. They had just rolled their sanities, but we, we, we never saw the outcome of that during our last session. So in case of any loss, any potential loss, would you like to project? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead and roll a 1d4 if you'd like to do so. Is that a yes for everybody, Ryan? Bet your sweet ass it is. Uh, do you guys have any friends answer. left? I got a three. <laughs> <laughs> Almost no. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, that's perfect. That's exactly the amount that Mod Ferrati still had left, so. <laughs> so you just lost so your, just lost your boy? Last friend. <laughs> oh, that's what we take off the score? Yep. Uh, so, yes. All right, so, I what you rolled. Last friend too, then. All right, great. <laughs> is, yeah. So, but also three willpower, Paris. So, three willpower and three off that bond. What's the name of your friend who you definitely need? You need to make this note if you survive. Uh, that we address in your home scene. His friend is Jeffrey Harbour. It's the other fellow unit veteran that he still had some semblance of a connection with. Got it. Make sure you adjust your willpower as well by three. Very important. So Prentice, you lost two willpower, or you spent two willpower, I should say. Right. And you've lost two from, you said, Ahmad Farati. Yeah. This, the final, the final uh, <laughs> moment for him. Ryan, three willpower. Take it off You need Chloe. to subtract. Yep. My assistant, who remains bonded, though weak, though weakened. Got it. As my attention turns to focus on the greater truths of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chris, you rolled a question mark. Is that okay? Uh, not for y'all. Oh no! <laughs> All three of you are sprawled on the ground, having watched this impossible scene play out. A dark, shadowy entity, backlit by strobing 
oscillating light, the destruction of Ford's body as he was sucked through some sort of aerial phenomena that is no longer there in the middle of the room. Not at all. In front of you now is the remains of two men turned into a grotesque, gory sculpture peppered with wild splays of metal fans. You hear screams, gunshots down below on the party floor. And as the occurrences in front of you begin to come into focus, you hear Fabian. He's been yelling this entire time into your ears. Now this is obviously only for those who still have working earpieces. Prentice, you don't hear this. Oh yeah. What the hell is happening? What's going on? Acknowledge, acknowledge. And sorry, what's the order in which we're, is Ryan behind folks? I don't remember this piece. So Paris is at the bottom of the man pile. You are the meat of the man sandwich and Prentice is on top. Okay, Ryan's gonna like push to get out from under Prentice and off of Paris. Yep, you're, you're trying to extract yourself from, from this sprawl on the yes. ground. Okay, and Paris? I'm trying to get out of this man pile so I can respond to Fabian as soon as I, I have my ability to. So I'd like to, I'd like, I'd like to get under my feet first. Prentice, you're in extreme excruciating pain from slamming into the door, being pulled by some otherworldly force toward what looked like certain death. But thankfully, your friends uh, uh, kept you from careening too far into the room. What would you like to do? He's going to s- gingerly slide off of Ryan's back. <laughs> Caressing <laughs> him as he goes down. <laughs> uh, it's a very tender moment. Yeah, and gives him a little kiss on the ear as he goes uh nice no, uh and it it's, detaches he's like oh why is this fake oh, shit <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> well, everybody just starts throwing up no we can stop <laughs> the real horror is that okay um nice no, um he's gonna try to gingerly make his way off of ryan and and try to get on two feet if he's able to pain will allow him you get to your feet this allows ryan to extract himself and paris to pull himself to his feet all three of you instinctively back away from the grisly scene in front of you fuck what the fuck just happened ryan's gonna actually kind of pull the other guys like back towards the door as well saying like we back out back out of the room guys back out of the room acknowledge acknowledge paris gets on the comments says you know says uh ford is dead rowan is dead there's an entity here. It's, I think it's moved oh, back no. to the- Oh no, Jesus. Jesus, no. He's, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Hey, are these, these alien bugs uh, in the heads? Th- these things aren't like weird pulsing things of light that, that I don't fucking know, man. What, what, what are we dealing with here? It's gotta be something the bugs made. This is a trap. This is, this is a trap. A trap? Hearing the trap part, Ryan is going to start really, really pulling the guys like out of the room in, in, in full-on abort mode and say to Prentice, Ford's saying this is a trap. We got to get the fuck out of here. Ford's Tiberius, dead. you are at this point hearing this. This is this is happening concurrently with your adventure. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you are hearing this chatter now. It is much more now that you're out of what you feel like is immediate danger, creating your weaponry of choice. You are now cued in to what's being said and you can also participate. I just want to make sure you're aware. Yeah, I was actually going to uh, uh, pipe up here. Tiberius is going to yell into the, the mic. Y'all, there are people exploding in towers of blood down here. There are people are stampeding each other trying to get out. It's a war zone. Get down here. Francis chimes in on the comms. 
There are people with blood on their clothes coming out of the elevator. Francis, hold up. They got forward. They unleashed something. And I, I think it's, I think it's aimed at us. There are many people hurt and scared. Shit, shit, this is our fault. I'm going to pick up. I'm going to find a hard line to tap. Francis, we need to get eyes on this weapon, this, this thing. Team B, I don't want you anywhere near the action yet. It's our responsibility. Look through the room. See if you can find anything that will tell us what we're dealing with. Feed us whatever info you can uncover. Can't imagine the cops aren't on the way, so this is about to get extremely messy if, uh, if we can't figure something out quickly. You just said this is a fucking trap and you expect us to go back in that room and look for clues while people are exploding and there's fucking blood geysers? Well, Ryan's saying that Paris goes back in the room. Prentice is gonna follow. You're best hoping it's stopping whatever killed Cook and Ford. Don't let security come in on check on the VIP. Suss out whatever is doing this and do it fast. He says. Yeah, Paris is gonna head in then and, and acknowledge and uh, start searching. Probably start in the bedroom. Start looking for through cabinets and stuff. You continue to hear screams, sounds of despair from below. The gunshots have begun to abate. Tiberius you actually hear less and less crowd noise, that stampede noise, that horrifying, chaotic panic that seemed to almost overtake you until you took cover. You hear a giant thunderclap. It is very similar to what you heard before, and it almost feels like the energy has been sucked out of the room at the same time. The screams begin to die down. You hear people yelling in pain, some moaning, others making pitiful mules. Uh, where did this thunderclap sound like it was coming from? From the middle of the room, from outside? Middle of the room. Okay. Great question. Middle of the room near the, close to the ice sculptures. And I haven't looked yet. And that girl looked and went bananas and then started crying to a ball. But that happens to us all the time. <laughs> um, Tuesday. Is, it, uh, is he saying this out loud? Yes. <laughs> this, wow. I, 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 I think that's great. Uh, yeah, I, you can hear Tiberius like, under his breath trying to figure out what his next move is. Just slowly awesome. talking it through. Minimize the chatter on the comms, please. Tiberius. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not. you're not in the room with the blood geysers. I'm going to peek my head up over the side of, of the bar. Uh, Chris, I'm a, I'm a little veteran. Does this make any difference if I squint my eyes really hard to make it so that I can kind of only see what's happening? Does that help in any way, shape, or form? As if as if it's like a blinding sun and you're trying not to cause damage to your retinas or something? Yeah, yeah that's that's definitely how how unnatural works. Not at all. You, you're gonna take the full the full. Okay. Uh, well, I don't I, I don't know if there's it. some you know some monsters you have to specifically look them in the eyes. Yeah. Or if something. you have your eyelashes yeah. as a filter, then uh, then you're good to go. Yeah, they can't get you. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you do, do, deal with nukes. You've not seen Oppenheimer? You just, <laughs> just put some sunscreen on. Just squint. Yeah. All right. I'm going to just bite down, look, and then just look over to see uh, the middle of the room. Blood covers most of the luxurious floor of the entirety of the main party room now. It's dotted with mounds of human remains and near symmetrical fans of gray metal. This is very new to you, Tiberius. You see one particularly gory swath. It covers a portion of the largest Piper rocket ice sculpture. You can see smaller disc-like splays of metal petals that are growing and twisting forth from this, this swath of gore. It's like synthetic ivy crawling up its frigid edges. 
glasses, plateware, other trash strewn throughout. You see bullet holes against the plate glass that lead outside. And it's clear that almost all of the guests have evacuated in terror or hiding. You see a few dragging themselves across the floor, others missing limbs. You see one particularly frightened man who has what looks like metal shards streaming out of his lower abdomen as he tries to drag himself across the floor, blood trailing behind him. Looks like he's mumbling to himself. Seems very um, hell-bent on crawling his way towards the exit out to the elevators. It's an impossible, gory menagerie of nightmare horror, and you roll your sanity. Cool. And now I did squint. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking that to account. Yeah. All right, I rolled a question mark. Yes, uh, well done. Would you like to project for any potential loss from this sanity? Um, it's a bluff, don't do it. <laughs> I will not. See, that's a brave agent right there, y'all. Y'all could learn a lot from Tiberius. I have yet to experience that as truth. I mean, every choice you make is a bad choice in this game, right? That's, I, that's right, that's why it's great. <laughs> so you have sort of looked up and over the counter and seen, taken this in, and it's it's like a war movie come to life with aspects of surreality that your mind just can't quite fit the pieces around. But you see there are people suffering. Looks like most of the remains that are in pieces and have these sculptures erupting out of them are from those of security. Otherwise, there are very few living human beings that are whole within your sight. I'm going to take that as good because it's never good to understand what's happening from what I've learned. And so <laughs> I'm going to just slunk back behind the bar, find the whiskey with the most complicated name, take a uh, swig of that, and then tell everyone what I saw. <laughs> uh, there's Magoubliette's reserve that you take a swig of. It's very <laughs> sp spiced. Very nice. So what do you say to the team? I just this all happens in a split second. Y'all, it's it's a war zone down here. You got people with metal flowers or whatnot bursting out of their chests. All the security guards are dead. They've become this inside-out flower. I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, did you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, we yeah we we got you. We we're seeing the same thing up here. Oh shit! Why didn't you say so? It's fucking horrible. You hear Francis chime in. There are many. Many coming down from your floor. So, some are hurt, some some have lots of blood on them. Security seems frightened. You're close enough to hear anything. Someone said there's been an attack and that people are hurt upstairs. Security is trying to move them along. Back to you three up in Rowan Cook's suite number seven. Paris, you said you were going to start searching the room and we'll get to you in just a moment ryan you've stepped out into the hallway you were yelling at fabian moments ago he yelled back a bit but what are you doing prentice i said uh, i was prentice would be following paris and he's going to be actively asking paris what the fuck's going on what's happening paris what do you I, I don't have a calm tell me what's up shit yeah uh we only have a few minutes here we need to search this room right now for for any information we can get on on what that thing was and what's happening so just help me look and move fast all right is the is that machine still flashing in the room no great question so there's no longer that oscillating strobing effect you can't hear that crackling sound it seemed to have disappeared the moment that second thunderclap occurred mm, so it's down here Got it clapped <laughs> off <laughs> paris you said you wanted to search uh before we get to that ryan what are you up to so i can get you in the mix if 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 not i need to know what you're 
what your aim is. When Fabian, I had said Ford last time, I meant Fabian. When mm-hmm. Fabian tells us to, to search for clues, Brian is going to yell back, search for, search for fucking clues? What are you, what are you, what are you talking about? We don't, we don't even know what this is. It sounds like you do though. They're coming for you. This is a trap. You got to give us more information than that. What should we be looking for? No idea. You're our best hope of stopping whatever killed Cook and Ford. Don't let security come check on the VIP. Suss out whatever is doing this fast. I'm coming in. Fucking bastard. Fine. Ryan is going to go in and just do kind of an initial perusal of the room of anything that looks out of place beyond the obvious. Absolutely. This this is really important. I don't want this to be like a pixel hunt like like some other games might, might feel like. But there's a Man. lot of stuff that I described in this room. <laughs> Most of it is gore, you right? Hit the highlights one more time, Chris. Yeah, there's specific gore in here for sure. But if you if you bring your attention to <laughs> if you kindly look to your left, <laughs> so I did describe this in 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 detail last time. So I'm not going to do it again on air. But I'll, we should highlight some things. So the actual floor print here is correct for room number seven. Oh, okay. There's a there's a bar over there. You can see, I'll bring your attention to the windows over there. One of them is open, which I described. The glass table with the two- L couches. Yeah, that that's where all the blood is. And the, it's just a mess of gore everywhere there. You can see chunks of body parts. You can see things that were on Ford, like his submachine gun is sticking out of the gore, for instance. There are things on the couches. It looks like there's a laptop in the middle of the gore. There's just a lot of stuff in that gore, which is probably going to be where Paris starts searching first. It's just, yeah, it's it's going to be a bloody mess. I actually said I was there's gonna, a Paris bathroom. Was run for the, ba- the uh, bedroom first is where he's going to start. So you're, you're going to move past all of the stuff in the living room. Well, I am going to shout, Prentice, grab that laptop as he's heading for the bedroom awesome so that's hilarious so (laughs) paris you yell that over your shoulder as you go towards the open door into what appears to be a bedroom you see kind of a four poster bed from your angle and you make a beeline being careful not to step in any of the splattered mess that's made its way over to this this side of of the room prentice as he darts away you look over to your right there's this impossible amount of human remain and strange, again, flaky metal flowers everywhere. And you guess there's a laptop in there somewhere. You're you're looking and there's a lot of stuff on the couches. Looks like there's a maybe a hard case of some kind with a foam interior. There on the coffee table is, is a laptop covered covered in blood. Looks like it's still got an image on it too. Prentice is gonna tear his left sleeve off of his shirt and wipe the laptop, the gore off the laptop and uh, pick it up. You have to walk and wade into the middle of this menagerie to get to it, because again, that's like the middle of this, right? Mm -hmm. You begin to walk through the remains of both Ford, a man who you were just eh, sort of talking to yesterday, right? and Rowan Cook, who you can see the top part of his destroyed head, just kind of sitting there, one eye lolling up and staring back at you. And you begin to wade through the soaked carpet toward the blood-covered coffee table. Go ahead and roll your sanity from violence. Does, out of curiosity, Chris, does his like surgical history and just, I know that this is particularly gruesome, but mm-hmm. it is still technically like human grossness. Like does his hit surgical background augment his kind of sanity hit in this kind of a thing? It does actually, it's a great question. For this particular scene, there is no medical school or hours in surgery that can prepare you for the disturbing reality of it. Right. So it. for okay. this particular scene, no. Now, if you were to go into a, a morgue and watch a coroner do his business, 
not a problem for him, right? This is not an unnatural role, it's a violence role because this is beyond any training he would have ever had, any experience he could have ever accrued. It's like a surgeon in a war zone will still suffer from the trauma of the trauma. dealing with yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so much gruesomeness, so much human destruction, even if they are familiar with stitching somebody up from the inside out. So that's, that's what he's experiencing now. Now he knows this is unnatural. He's already taken a hit from that potentially. And this is like but, there was a bombing at a slaughterhouse. Marathon. I thought you were going to say Exactly. Exactly. And so he's seen destroyed human limbs, not, you know, carefully surgically cut apart human limbs there to be repaired by by his own skilled hands. So this is this is a different psychological experience. I understand now. So yeah, you're waiting in this gore, Prentice. Did you want to project any potential loss? I don't no know if you one can. I can project on anymore. I'm done for projection. So, so it's all raw. A round of applause now. from the group. Woo! A round of applause nice. from the group. This is our is first agent now? who can no longer project or transfer the effects of losing sanity. So, so this is sad. now this is now gonna be a rough, a rough Prentice time. time. I believe we call that raw dog in it. Well, could could he project because we do have now we've got Delta Green bonds between Ryan and Prentice and O'Paris. Can't does. project on a Delta mm -hmm. Green bond. We can't project on a Delta Green That is correct. Okay. Can I project no. for my own connection since I heard uh, the raw dog joke and it kind of made me shake? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a that's a 1D10, 1D100 actually, so you need a real sanity for that. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so, Prentice, yeah, you're wading through this gore towards the coffee table in the middle of it. And you realize that these metal sheaths as you brush up next to one are quite sharp, almost like razor blades. It creates four distinct cuts as you brush past it in your designer jeans or whatever designer clothes you've decided to wear toward to this party. Right, that's designer jeans. Is this right. how he gets AIDS? No, he already had AIDS. <laughs> that nightlife you really wears you down. Rip off part of your shirt and you begin wiping down the laptop. You can see that yes, it is. It is on. Do you have computer science thirty percent or higher? I doubt it. Let me check. You can roll an intelligence minus 40%. Well, I thought you said there was just an image. Can you not just look at what the image is? He, I'm going to describe it, but it just depends on what he sees, ah, what he the way sees. I describe it. Oh, Failure, God, 48 of 45. Oh, so man. It, kind of, it kind of looks like Zoom. It's a little different. It looks like maybe a more sophisticated program, but you see what looks like a feed, a video feed of you in this room, a live feed, and then oh, other fuck. boxes as well, but there's nothing in those boxes just it's just kind of black but yeah you can see yourself wiping down the laptop looks like the program's called obs obs okay well he's gonna close the laptop grab that and also defer his attention to the hard shell case you look over at the nearest chase lounge where the gore spattered case is it's a hard shell briefcase you look at the top of it turning it so that it can be positioned in a way where you can read it. It looks like it has the March Technologies corporate logo emblazoned. The interior is foam padded. There's an indentation there designed for a rectangular object. Like a laptop? It's smaller than that. Okay. You guys, there's something missing from this hard case. We need to be looking for something this size, I'm guessing. Ryan, you've you've walked in after your brief little brush with, with Fabian, and you see Paris has left to go into the bedroom, and you're watching as Prentice packs up closes up a laptop and is looking at this case now. I'm going to scan scan the room, right? So there's the obvious debauchery, to use a poor descriptor, near the couches. But if I look kind of towards my to my left over towards the bar and the other sitting area, is that all clean and, and nice and put untouched? Or is there 
shit on the counters or anything like over there. It was that kind of like an untouched section of like a freshly cleaned hotel room. Sure. So you walk over to the bar to take take a look. Go ahead and roll your alertness. Failed. Behind the bar, there's an open window. You can see dusty footprints on the sill as well as the bar floor. This seems to indicate to you that someone probably made their way through this opening recently. Is there anything out of this? Like, is this like, does this open out onto like something or is this like a word? Fuck me, I can't even speak. I'm just, oh wait, I'm just waiting for something that I, I can knock, that I don't have to cut out. So whenever you're ready. <laughs> yeah. When Ryan looks out this window, what does he see? Yeah, you go behind the small bar here in this little penthouse suite and you look out that open window and you see a ladder, fairly tall, going all the way down to what looks like a painter's scaffolding that's attached to the side of the building and appears to allow some access to perhaps one of the floors below. The wind whips at your face. So we're looking for some evil <laughs> painters. The wind from Long Beach whips at your face as you look out the, out the window. It's all about the OBC. <laughs> piece fabian there's a ladder here heading to a floor down below is this is this how ford got in or is this something else do you know you hear on the comms sound of a man panting as if he's been running <sighs> yes yes there was one way in. okay then uh, ryan is gonna divert his attention back to the rest of the room listen i, I, I will be in position soon big uh big reforts set of kip it's right below you lot beating I keep plugging any CCTV feeds if they're still up and running. Maybe trip this thing from two angles. You hear Francis now. It is heading down the east fire stairs. It's heading that way. Do not engage until we have more info. Agreed. It? What the fuck is it? No idea, Ryan. Did you find anything yet up there? No. Uh, he's gonna turn back to the room. Um, Prentice! Anything? Hard case, missing this rectangular shape, and he kind of lifts it up so that he can see. Gore falls out of it and drips onto the ground noisily. I don't know, some fucking laptop and a bunch of disgusting people guts, and... What? What's on the laptop? missing. What was on the laptop? It was like some kind of Zoom screen with OBS. He's saying there was some kind of, like, Zoom, like, video call screen. I don't uh, care. Look, look, on, look around and see if it tells us what the hell's going on. That is a insane thing to even say. What? Why is it gonna tell us what's going on? He clicks off. It's a laptop. He clicks off. That's he doesn't funny. respond to you. It's so stupid, <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> Ryan's very frustrated and is going to walk back towards towards Prentice. Paris, you're in the master bedroom. This is a relatively peaceful 
part of this uh, room as you hear Ryan and Prentice yell at each other from the other side and Fabian yelling in your ear as it sounds like he's running up a flight of stairs. Remembering back to what the girl outside on the deck said to Ryan, you feel like you're in that room now because there's a projector screen against one of the walls. Projector that's easily reachable, sitting on a end table that's been placed right in front of it. And what looks like several luxurious silk robes that are hanging up nearby. Is there like a USB stick or something like that's being that was plugged into the projector or is anything plugged into it or is it just uh Yeah, you walk up to the projector. There is a USB stick, a drive sticking out of its right side in one of its one of its ports. I uh, I'm going to grab that and then uh I will also check the is there is there like a Looks like there might be like end tables or drawers or anything, closets, whatever. I'm going to rapidly basically just dig through the dig through the room as quick as I can. Sure, sure. Tiberius chirps up over the comms. Did you say it was some sort of video call on that computer? Is it a recording? Can you rewind it to see what happened? Ryan is going to say to Prentice, that vi- that open the laptop, that video call. Let's see if it was recording. Let's see if we can rewind it and see what happened here. Sure, sure. Prentice opens up. I guess we go over to the bar or the table nearby and do that. You remove yourself or extricate yourself from the gore and all of the pieces of Ford and Rowan Cook and all the things that Ford was carrying on him. And I will also say, it's very funny the the way you talk about it. It sounds like he's like wading through a bog and it's like minutes to extricate himself (laughs) from what I kind of, I'm imagining it as kind of almost like the, the first stop with the uh, floating field of stuff. This time it's flower metal gore bodies yeah and, and you know how like you're walking through a really wooded area with a lot of undervines and your feet get stuck on stuff and it takes you longer yeah that's how i'm imagining yeah. this but with guts but yeah with intestines yeah you're, you're you're having to make an entangle save every every 30 seconds because <laughs> because we've all been in hotel rooms that are not literally like tens of feet wide <laughs> <laughs> this is a big one this is a big one so okay it's a big, it's a big penthouse suite for for some sort of VIP. That was unintended skepticism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm you, with you you take the next uh, hour and a half waiting back through the bog <laughs> and provide the laptop to Ryan at the shores, and he takes it from you, and y'all take it to the bar. Ryan, you you open it up and it flashes right back up to the the prior screen. Now you have computer science. I'm looking at your character sheet. It looks like you have 53% computer science. Yeah. This is an open source video capture application called OBS. It's showing a live feed from this despoiled living space, right? You can see your face showing up there. It's clearly, as you take a quick glance, this is something you're extremely familiar with. It's been configured to transmit this feed that it's it's currently grabbing to some sort of encrypted server, likely an application server that somebody with the proper credentials could access and view. So that's that's what you can tell is, is what was up and running. It's easy enough for you to click properties and find the temporary folder where a copy of this live feed is, is being cached. So you save it, you go ahead and create a finalized file so that you can rewatch what has happened potentially for as long as that feed was running. Enhance, says Prentice. <laughs> and what do we see? So y'all are kind of huddled around this. Paris, there's not much in here. There's just the projector, the projector screen, those silk robes that are hanging nearby. Otherwise, the closets are empty, the dresser's empty. It's as if, you know, this wasn't lived in at all. Just maybe used for tonight for some particular purpose to have a viewing party of some sort. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, Paris is going to take one of the robes and start drawing a bath and lie down, <laughs> light some candles... 
I, no. You did not go crazy, so you don't <laughs> have to do that if you don't want to. Uh, I mean, uh, so Paris comes out of the room. He's going to head back out and uh, look for them, look for the other guys with the laptop. And uh, yeah, yeah, okay. You can see that Ryan's typing away. It looks like he's very familiar with whatever, whatever's going on there. Hey, hey Ryan, I found a uh, USB stick plugged into a projector in there. Can you use that and see what's on here? Yeah, let me come check this out. There's a video feed we're going to look at. Go. Paris goes over to look at the screen. We go down to Tiberius. Sounds like the the other agents have have taken your advice. You now have about seven good-looking unlit Molotov cocktails in the making now, and. You peek, you not yet. You peek back out over the <laughs> bar counter, and things haven't changed much. The gentleman who was part flowering metal, part crawling torso, has succumbed to his injuries, and he is now unmoving, having not made it all the way to the elevator banks or the exit out towards the elevator bank. I should say he was so close. Chris, would you say he he wilted? Uh, <laughs> I'd say he sh- he shoveled and yeah he's he's no longer uh, in in full blossom. You can definitely see that those who were cowering under gore covered tables previously seem to have left. You don't see any movement, anyone hiding. All of the bodies and remains that you see appear to be partial. Interesting. So uh, on this map that we're seeing that everyone uh, who's listening can see, mm-hmm. is it? Is up north, right, east, left, west, like generic? Yeah, yeah, that's that's how we've been doing it, just to make it easy. Okay, so you said that... That doesn't make any sense, because the off to the ocean. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> All right, go ahead and <laughs> roll your sanity. Right. It's on a peninsula. <laughs> you said that the, the whatever is killing everything probably uh, went down the east stairwell? Mm-hmm. That's what Francis said, yep. So that's the far one from me right now. Correct. Okay, cool. I'm going to shake the girl that's behind the bar and see if I can kind of, if she is able to get herself together. Absolutely, roll your psychotherapy for me. A good old psychotherapy shake. (sighs) Failure, uh, 70, target 14. Go ahead and check it. (laughs) You hear Fabian, come on, your comms. Police band is lighting up now. Sounds like we have entire civil response heading our way. Shit. Why am I running deeper into this building? He clicks off. All right. I'm going to pull her into that kitchen area towards the stairwell. She does not uh, fight you. She hugs her arms, her, her elbows and arms, and is just shaking, bent over. She refuses to look up or look at any of the gore in the room as you take her fr- out from behind the bar towards the back kitchen. I'm just going to leave her there. I just don't want her in a pile of glass and alcohol. That's very flammable. Okay. Um, oh, very uh, nice of nice you. you. Kill mm-hmm. one guy and save the life of another. I mean, that everyone knew that was a suicide. Yeah. And it's kind of sad to talk about it on <laughs> Suicide Prevention Month. I'm going I'm going to run upstairs. Oh my god, I didn't realize it was SPM. <laughs> I didn't either. It's I'm going to run upstairs. Are you going to take any of the Molotov cocktails? Or oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no. is there uh is there like a box like nope. an eight a wine box or something that I can oh, throw yeah. the bottles in? Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's like a a dishwasher somebody. rack. Yep. Perfect. I'll grab eight bottles, the seven that I made and the fancy whiskey and I'll throw that in there too and I'll run up Got it. That was the Magoubliettes uh, reserve, I believe. So yeah, you go ahead and, and load up this dishwasher rack and you- And a pocket full of to, those little lighters. Oh, got it. Clinking all the way, you begin to make your way up the stairs as quickly as you can as you're listening to the other agents basically get this laptop up and running. You make your way to suite number seven, I assume? 
Yes. As you walk in, all three of them huddled around a desk and laptop far away from the other side of the room, which is covered in more gore and splayed out metal fans, which you are now quite used to having had to wind your way through such things to get upstairs. But still, your eyes kind of open wide as you take in the diorama. They all turn at your entrance. I just walk in, drop the the bottles on the table and, and just tell them, do y'all figure out what's going on? The thing is coming down the stairs. I don't think Delta Green's gonna want us to let this thing outside of a building Who? into a major city. Hey, Fabian, yeah. Paris gets on the uh, comms. We got that. Fabian, what's the play here? What, what are we doing? You actually hear Francis come on the comms in response to your query. I see the weapon. It is, it, it just, there, there are many dead here. It's, it, it's moving down another hall. I will follow. We are still working, Francis. Keep your distance. Comms. Francis, where are you? Click off. Does she not respond to Ryan? Even though they had a special conversation? She does not actually respond. It's both worrying and confusing to you. Ryan feels worried and confused. Ah, that makes sense. You do have <laughs> you do have the video queued up though. What what's on the video, Chris? I'm happy to tell you. <laughs> So it feels like what that feels like next. Sure. Next thing. I'm gonna squint first, just in case anyone was curious. Oh yeah, that's very smart. Yeah, get those eyelashes in the way. Nice little, nice little semi barrier. (laughs) The silent feed begins as a nude and disheveled Rowan Cook stares vacantly at the camera. Oof, sanity. So Ryan, this is taking a while. He's just clicking around. You're welcome to skip around it, it looks like forward. this is hours and hours long yeah, yeah so you start moving forward looks like he takes over an hour to maybe configure and set up his live feed you're not sure why he was recording that whole time but maybe he doesn't know what he's doing anyway at one point <laughs> he's watching a video you can see it reflected in his circular glasses but you can't tell what it is he stands up at one point as you're skipping around and you see him pick up what looks like a hard case has a big March Technologies logo emblazoned on the cover. He sets it aside and pops it open carefully. He looks up at the video as if the video is showing him instructions, as if he's reading something on the screen, as well as looking at what's in the case. Finally, he takes something out of the case, comes into view of the video. It's a book, hardback. It's 2010 Odyssey 2 by Arthur C. Clarke. You can see him flipping through it, although he keeps going back to the inside cover and rereading it again and again. You're skipping around more and more, but this takes a bit of time. Prentice begins looking around for that book. You grimace to yourself, Prentice. Take a deep breath and walk back towards the gore. At this moment, you hear Fabian crackle onto your comms. I'm in position. The tap is functional. Security feeds are still mostly active. There's a there's a fire on the western side of the building. Good God. Must be the entire fire department floating into the exhibit floor's cripes. Okay, I can't see much outside the building. Anything yet, B-Team? Yeah, we've got some kind of... Uh, Rowan was doing something here, or whatever was controlling him. It I don't, looks like maybe some kind of ritual. We're looking for the book that he was using right now. All right, all right. I'll, I'll be here to, to pick up anything that you're putting down. Um, I've got eyes on most of the, the cameras in the building, so I'll let you know if anything happens. But Fabian, how much time do you think we have until the... Uh police or firemen or whomever gets up here. I don't know, but you'll have plenty of time for me. Plenty of heads up before it's a problem. Okay, thank you. Can you just move this thing to when everyone started exploding? Maybe like a minute before that. Ryan scrubs forward. 
you see Rowan take out another object out of the hard case. It's a chipped and damaged black dodecahedron. He looks at it, frowns. He places it on one of the chases out of view of the laptop's camera. Uh, Paris goes to look for that while Prince is looking for the book. Sure. You don't see it, um, but you, again, like Prentice did, grimace and wade your way through the, the blood bog. Do I need to grimace? Prentice, because I'm a dad. Go ahead and roll your eyes. search. Okay. <laughs> I think you still grimace. You're not like super stoked to be swimming in, in your fellow agent's blood. It starts, starts whistling a tune. Dude, you are knee deep in humans. Yeah, just like, <laughs> yeah. Another day at the office. Hey, uh, if, you're, you, if you're looking for that box, that's probably what's killing everybody. Uh, failure, 70 of 24. Yeah, you start dipping your hands through some of this viscera, moving pieces of Rowan and or Ford off to reveal more of the sopping wet carpet underneath. This is not like your practice, Prentice. This is no. this is something else. And as you wriggle your fingers through what was once warm human flesh, feel your stomach just doing flip-flops as you're, you're trying to find God a, a book. Paris comes up next to you and doesn't seem excited either, but gets down and starts to wade through this viscera. Paris, you don't find that stone, at least not yet. Go ahead and roll your search, but you do find... Uh, 83 out of 23 fail. Paris, as you sift through this gore alongside Prentice, you can see that most of Rowan is pulped. Same goes for Ford. I mean, most of his equipment and body armor must have been immediately intertwined with these jagged splays of flowery metal. It's all damaged, maybe even transformed beyond use. But he was carrying an extraordinary arsenal. You see barrels of weapons, large array of knives and cutting utensils, some sort of large club or baton. None of them, again, useful. But you do find a SNW Model 13. It's the old, old detective gun, right? Yeah, a little little Saturday Night Special looking thing, right? You also find buried in the gourd in the gore a tactical tomahawk. You also see the submachine gun that was strapped around his chest before he became this must have flown away from his body when it was going through its awful transformation because it's it's on the ground there. It's a modified, fully automatic Uzi. You see a long carbine barrel attachment, collapsible stock. It looks like it's chambered for a fairly high caliber round thinking maybe 45 just by eyeballing it all right i'm gonna i'm gonna collect the tactical tomahawk that sounds fun and the and smith and wesson and the uzi so everything i said yeah dope okay the uzi again has a blood soaked strap on it so you can kind of strap that across your chest you do find another uzi magazine now this is 16 round magazines so it's got one in the weapon another was covered in blood hopefully those rounds are okay go ahead and tuck the tomahawk in your waistband. Same with the Smith & Wesson Model 13. Can I roll my firearms to determine if if the bullets are would be safe to use or would I- As long as they didn't get submerged, they should be okay, but you would have to examine them in a better situation okay. with better tools to be sure. Well, I'll just grab it then. You know, you just gave Chris the idea of making your bullets not work now. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, we've been there before. We were, we were in a basement where everybody got uh, submerged, so. Yeah, this my Tony, idea. Is, do you uh, not remember our <laughs> old way of questioning absolutely everything <laughs> and assuming the worst of absolutely every circumstance? I don't question anything and assume the worst. Hmm. So, is there a trap built into the tomahawk handle that might cut my hand if I don't turn it around? I'm just kidding. That's I right. just I'm gonna try to hack the computer, guys. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm gonna assist oh, nice. him. So that's two sets of hands on the keyboard. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> 
I'm gonna stand over the shoulders, <laughs> nodding approvingly. Wait, did, did we finish watching the video? <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to do concurrent yes. activities. Yes. I'll get back to y'all once I have Prentice find something else. Okay. You don't find that book, at least not yet, but you do find a large, bulky smartwatch soaked in blood. The band is damaged, but uh, looks like it can still latch with some effort. Looks like it's got plenty of battery power. There's only a simple green prompt on the screen. It doesn't seem to be a way to type a command, and the face doesn't appear to be touch sensitive. Hmm. There are no manufacturer's markings on the watch that you can see. Uh, he's going to pocket it. Swallow it. That's that's the only pocket I know of, so that's my assumption is what he did. Hide it in your butt. Let's go back to the video. So the last thing you saw was him placing a black dodecahedron off camera. At this point, he pauses and he makes a face as if racked in great pain. You watch as tears begin streaming down his face. He's sobbing now, nearly doubled over. He hits the side of his temple repeatedly with a closed fist. He's obviously incredibly distressed. Ryan, this lasts about 22 minutes, after which he leaves view for another 20 minutes. Finally, Cook returns. He's fully dressed now. He activates the laptop microphone. He seems emotionless, exhibiting a strange affect. Okay, going to get this started, doing this a little different. Let my personal security go, so nothing you can do to stop me. It'll still be the show you want. Just going to start off with me. You'll all like that, I bet. Cook then turns away from the camera. He begins humming, chanting. You're not really sure what's happening. The syllables he's intoning are very hard to understand. After a while, he stops and finally adds, Is this even working? You need to kill everyone in the building, every single soul. Level the place. Watch him take a big gulp. He stands up and backs away from the camera so his body is in full view. But, but first. Ryan, you notice an oscillating light, shadowy movements just barely off screen. Tiberius, you see this as well. Both of you recognize the phenomenon, but you can't see what's causing the effect. First, you kill me. You do it. You can hear the sound of a low whine, or maybe a keening. Do it. I said the words. I'm in control. Kill me. There's a loud clapping sound. It's clipped by the laptop's microphone. But what happens to Rowan occurs in the blink of an eye. He's turned into pulp and thin metal fan blades. You watch. The couch is now dripping. The shadow comes into view hovering over the remains. Lights strobing, electricity crackling. You can see the dodecahedron in the center of its chest spinning at an incredible rate, like an out-of-control gyroscope. The entity stays there for hours, Ryan. You stop every once in a while, you swear maybe you can hear low whimpering, but the audio is now quite distorted. Hours later, you hear the sounds of scuffling in the background, then heavy-booted feet, likely sprinting. And finally, the gasping and grunting of Ford as he partially floats into view, obscuring most of the room. You hear a child's voice, crackling and distorted. Did something happen? Did I do it wrong? I can't see it. Am I bad? You hear the sound of a door opening forcefully, and the gasps of several people, as well as what 
sounds like a tumult. The shadow turns. I'm... I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. The rest of the events play out as you remember. Goal. instructions adequately, and you are now mostly located within the earthly planar dream space, a parametric reality woven and sustained by the friable consciousness of your accidental species. Well, hey, this is, this is pretty neat. You look just like I remember you, but uh, without that knife sticking out of your gut or, you know, the bullet hole I put in you, I was kind of thinking I'd see you as like a big old alien thing or something, not a unwashed keyboard warrior wearing a stained Avengers t-shirt. Relic, you perceive me here as your subconscious has constructed my ideal image in this earthly planar dream space. I Hold up, that doesn't really roll off the tongue, Jeff. Can we shorten that? How about the dream space? Or the dreamlands? Or, ooh, the dream zone? I like that. It's got a nice ring to it. We could even call it the DZ for short. Look back on this and laugh about our time in the DZ and no. I... As I was saying here, in the earthly planar dream space, I am able to assume an ideal image based on your subconscious bias, which your conscious mind would prefer to an actual physical facsimile, reflecting my original biology. Yeah, probably the less I know about that, the better. Kind of how I've stayed alive in this line of work. You know, I'm more of a shoot first and still don't ask questions kind of guy. Look around, Relic. You'll notice many features that resemble flora, fauna, structures and peoples from your earthly physical plane yeah it all does look similar but like uh different in a way i can't really explain in the earthly planar gene space there are also things akin to your human nightmares know that and be prepared to face such things be on my guard got it so what are we here to get jeff relic there is great and unfocused power in this place however my power here is innervated. I am more akin to an observer amongst chaotic currents, and we must rely on your senses. You will make your way to our destination as I am currently bombarded by your species. Frolicsome, dreaming energies. Seems pretty placid here to me. You simply lack the apparatus to imagine my ongoing experience. That is all. Jeff, are you... Is this humbling you a bit? Is that what I'm hearing? Focus. Find the power relic. I will not acknowledge your japery. Ambiguity, thy name is Jeff. Chop chop, buddy. Let's move this along to where you tell me what to do. I thought we were in a hurry. Relic, as I have already stated, you must use your innate connection. The earthly planar chain space will respond to your wanted and unwanted desires and yearnings. The mark of a successful dreamer is one who can mold the reality of this place and coincide with their own intentions. Hmm. 
<clears throat> yeah, there's something going on. Like the hairs on the back of my neck raise when I look towards certain directions. Sometimes my arms, too. Yes, yes, that may be a valuable indication. Where is its strongest? Uh, hmm. This way, I think. Damn, actually... Shit, Jeff, I'm not really sure. The horizon, it's, uh, shifting. Focus. Actually, returning to a tried and true habit may be the key. Although doing so in this place is not nearly as potent. Recite the work to steady your thoughts. Hmm. Okay, I can try that. Sorry, honey, I have to take this is a labor of love fueled by sheer determination, grit, and bloodletting rituals. But mostly it's relying on your support and willingness to bring more folks in via word of mouth. Thank you for continuing to do that, by the way. You can also directly support the show and its cast by leaving a tip at coffee.com forward slash sorry honey. The wide variety of elemental servants who produce the show can be directly engaged on Discord. That invite link is active and on link tree forward slash sorry honey, along with links to other content related to the podcast. Thanks again for listening. Relic, you will now recall the dangers of which I have previously warned. Yeah, sounds like it's near. What do we do? Now is not the time to fight. We must move.